This is Team Business Podcast. Team Business uncovers the everyday entrepreneurs why, how, and the road to now. With hosts Mike Fusco and Ray Ramirez. Join us to learn how game-changing founders act on their vision and build a team for success. And now, here are your hosts, Mike and Ray. Hello, everyone. Uh, Thank you again for joining Ray and I on another episode of the Team Business Podcast. Uh, We hope you had a great Thanksgiving with friends and family and that everyone's uh, happy and healthy uh, heading into the holidays. Yeah. How are you doing today, Ray? Doing good. Yeah. Thanksgiving was great. Uh, well, I mean, the food was great. Fortunately, yeah. uh, can't say football was great. It was, oh man, that was a beating. The Cowboys, man, they got to get in those Thanksgiving days every year. No, I they haven't been winning too many of them lately. Huh? At the end of that game, I was like, there's more like the cowgirls. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hard to be a fan these days. Yeah. Yeah. But did you eat a lot of turkey? I did. Yeah. No. Had, uh, Two uh, my siblings live like almost in the same block of each other, so we had to like uh, make sure we ate at both places. So yeah, completely stuffed. Turkey. How about you? We turkey hopping. Oh yeah, turkey hopping. <laughs> how about you? How, how was your Thanksgiving? Oh, it was great, man. Just yeah. My uh, my folks, they always cook up a feast. Yeah, nice. I love the turkey, but the sides are. I'm, I'm a big sides guy. Pretty traditional or yeah, uh, traditional stuffing, okay. corn. Nice. You know some some. Sweet potatoes, oh, yams there. Yeah. Just a couple of yams, you nice. know. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, great. you can't go wrong, brother. Can't go wrong. Little yeah. cranberry sauce, you know, the whole nine. How are your Giants doing? They win. We got the W. We're, we got four wins. Oh, Ooh. four and seven. We're sitting on top of the good old NFC East. <laughs> I would say uh, the, way, the way we made the Redskins look, uh, we they're 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 going to win the Super Bowl this year. The Redskins, the Redskins aren't. They I think they probably have the best all around team in the NFC East. Yeah. Well, they have a solid quarterback. Yeah, they got Smith back. Yeah. Good for him after facing uh, the injury that he had, the adversity that he had. Yeah. But the best thing that happened last weekend for all of my steady listeners was the (laughs) San Diego Saints 12U hockey club heading out to Arizona to show those Arizona teams what's up. Nice. Congratulations on that. That's awesome. Thanks, man. Good to to hear. We played hard. We, We faced teams that have been playing hockey continuously. Yeah. Uh, you know, Arizona hasn't shut down anything like they have here in California. Yeah. So the first two teams we played had 20-plus games playing in a double-A division. Wow, seasoned. My boys seasoned. from San Diego rolled in, gave them a couple tough games, beat the team from Fresno, and then have it headed to the semi in, in a nail-biter, man. So I'm proud of my kids. Nice. If you guys are listening, I'm proud of you guys. Yeah. So, so when are those semis? The semi was on Sunday. Oh, that was it. Okay. We lost in the semi. Okay. Cool. In a tight game. So That's awesome, though. That's Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you're being beating some seasoned teams there to get to that point. Heck yeah, man. I'm yeah, excited. Man. Yeah. But today I'm really excited for an excellent guest on our on our podcast. A guy that I've had the pleasure of working with since he started his company. And uh, a local San Diegan native. True and true. And somebody who has a lot of, garners a lot of respect from his team and the people that work for him. A true entrepreneurial spirit. Yeah. In the gentleman sure. that we have today. Definitely, yeah. He's uh, multifaceted and many is 
uh, definitely innovative and tried a lot of things, uh, and he's involved in a lot of uh, projects, and it's uh, definitely glad to have him on board today. Yeah, for those of you listening and are wondering, hey, how do I, I have all these great ideas, and they kind of run along the same, in, like they're similar, but different in a lot of ways. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I attribute, I mean, for him, uh, our guest today, it's like, uh, it's one thing having ideas, it's another thing actually make plan having them and making creating them into reality. There's a process involved in that. And yeah, he's and able he's able to do that. For people that are always thinking of new businesses, great businesses, way to succeed and elevate, you're gonna want to listen to the podcast today because our gentleman has has all that spirit and he made it happen. So Ryan and I will be back just after this intro to introduce our guest and bring on our uh, latest episode of the Team Business Podcast. Stay tuned. Thank you. Team Business. Thank you again for joining us on another episode of the Team Business Podcast. Today, Ray and I are honored to welcome Ryan Sisson with the Moniker Group of Companies, which is the Moniker Group is a larger uh, entity that has many other companies underneath it. And Ryan is the the leader of the entire team and uh, group of companies that fall underneath the moniker umbrella. Yeah, definitely. And uh, speaking of supporting small business, uh, definitely. Uh, they are a moniker general store located in Liberty Station. We would uh, definitely encourage our listeners, anyone watching our podcast, to uh, venture in and do some holiday shopping. Yeah, guys. I mean, this is, you know, 2020 has not been a great year for or an easy year for Moniker. I mean, they have event spaces that are beautiful. I've been to weddings at them. Yeah. Obviously, they can't hold weddings. Uh, they have uh, event spaces downtown San Diego in Liberty Station in San Diego. But they do have a, a, a very a great store in Liberty Station called Moniker General. Inside that store, they have Moniker Coffee. Yeah. You can go down there, grab a nice coffee. Uh, you can shop at the store. Different swag. Yeah. Different swag, cool stuff. Yeah, you know, we've ordered some stuff here yeah. and, and handed out to the staff. It's really nice stuff. They have Moniker Commons, which for people that have small businesses, you're going to want to look into some co-working space. This is a really nice co-working space where you can lease some space, get into it, and maybe start interacting with people more on a day-to-day basis. But you're probably wondering, how does Ryan manage all these different companies? He has Moniker Events, Moniker Designs, Moniker General, Moniker Commons, uh, moniker coffee he has all these different yeah. companies yeah and you're gonna want to know how that how does he do it yeah I know kind of blows your mind right <laughs> it does blow your mind right? <laughs> it's hard enough to run, run one, <laughs> one, business. one business let alone five it's unbelievable I mean for those listening that don't own a business it is the hardest thing you could possibly imagine but those that do run a business you know that running a business is it takes all of your energy every single day seven days a week and that's what you're thinking about yeah definitely i mean anybody gets into business starts their own business and i mean it, nothing's a guarantee in life especially in business and so when you get into that that arena i mean it takes uh, not only a plan but a lot of confidence and quite courage <laughs> oh man courage a lot of courage courage is probably number one yeah exactly to step into that ring so but what we talk about here is you can't do it on your own yeah and especially when you have the number of uh, businesses that Ryan runs, you need to have a great group around you, a great team, people that believe in you and that believe in the business. And you need to have people that you believe in 
Yeah. And that's something that Ryan's built and something that we're going to talk to him about today. Definitely. So thank you guys for joining, I guess, uh, Ryan and I again. Just please remember heading into the holidays, you know, we're in December now, to support your local business. Yeah, small business is critical to our um, economy here locally um, or anywhere you're listening at. So please remember to support our small business everywhere. Yeah, please. It's going to be of ultra importance in 2020 yeah. as we head into the new year and hopefully put some of this crisis behind us. But we'll be back in just a moment to introduce Ryan and to continue on uh, another episode of Team Business. Thanks again for joining. Thank you. Team Business. Hi, everyone. Thank you again for joining Ray and I on this episode of the Team Business Podcast. We're very thankful to have Ryan Sisson on with us today. Ryan, how are you? Doing pretty well. How are you? Doing great, Doing great man. Thank you. So as we said earlier, uh, Ryan is an entrepreneur. Uh, he has the entrepreneurial spirit and owns many different businesses, all kind of falling under the umbrella of the Moniker Group. And uh, we're going to bring him on here to introduce him. Ryan, uh, we're very thankful to have you and uh, all your awesome businesses we want to explain to the audience today. So before we get started, if you can maybe just explain a little bit about your background, tell us where you're from, your maybe educational background, and what your day-to-day looks like. That'd be great. Yeah, totally. Well, thanks for having me, guys. Um, yeah, so I'm Ryan. I'm a third-generation San Diegan. I've lived here in uh, San Diego my entire life and uh, plan to, you know, not make any changes there. It's, uh, it's a special place to call home and have a lot of family roots and stuff. And uh, married, got two kids, one pretty new, got a three-month-old son uh, and a three-year-old girl. And they keep me plenty busy when I leave the office. Um, but uh, yeah, I went to school here in San Diego. I did some schooling at San Diego State some, uh, and uh, got a business degree and uh, just kind of started my journey through different uh, – marketplaces and trying to figure out what I wanted to do and uh, started uh, hanging out with some friends that were dreamers and believers and uh, what could be done. And the Moniker Group, which is a company that I'm the CEO and founder of, uh, came out of that season about uh, just over 10 years ago now. So um, it's morphed into a lot of different things, and but uh, it's been a really cool journey. And, you know, that's what keeps me busy during the, during the week, you know, my day to day, uh, is, uh, very sporadic. Um, typically though, it has to do with just, uh, investing in the people that are part of our team and trying to make sure that everybody has what they need to be successful. So that's really my role in this company. Uh, you know, we have seven different business units and I'm not necessarily a specialist in any of them. Um, my job is to make sure that the people that are great at what they do have everything they need to be successful. So uh, I compare my, my leadership approach to that of a bulldozer driver. I don't make things pretty. I just get stuff out of the way. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so That's awesome, man. So to touch a little bit on different uh, businesses with, under the Moniker group of companies, you have, you have Moniker General, which is a well-known business. Uh, I guess you could call it a general store in, in Liberty station here in San Diego, mm-hmm. Moniker commons, mm-hmm. which is also at Liberty station, which is a co-working space and also some event space, correct? It, within yeah, commons. we've got, 
Yeah, we've got the, uh, well, there's some event space at Market General. So, and there's yeah, a separate event venue down the street in Liberty Station. So in Liberty Station, we actually have, we, we lease four buildings. So we have uh, two co-working spaces, uh, our Market General store, with, which is a retail coffee shop and cocktail bar all together. And then at one yeah. of our wedding venues. Um, and then our headquarters, our office and is located here in Liberty Station as well. So it's very much our, our hub. It's your hub. And then you have Moniker. Moniker Warehouse downtown. Yep. Uh, you have Moniker Events and Moniker Design. Mm-hmm. Explain exactly what Moniker does so that the audience understands that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's kind of, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a, a lot. lot. <laughs> um, you know, I, I think, I, unfortunately, what we do is we, we bring people together. Um, fortunately, obviously, is great because that's what's valuable and important to us. But unfortunately, in a time of COVID, it makes everything really challenging because the whole point is to not be together. But we have right. you know multiple event venues, as I mentioned, the coffee shop and retail store, multiple co-working spaces, and we have a, a interior design and fabrication company as well, which is really one of the roots of our business yeah. that uh, designs uh, commercial interiors, commercial and residential interiors, and has done all the design and build out for all of our physical spaces. So. We have six total physical locations um, with all those different types of products um, and concepts. And uh, yeah, running about 50 employees and, um, you know, just kind of figuring it out as we go. So that's great, man. So if that's, if that touches based on everything you wanted to, Ray, but uh, yeah. Michael, were you, you were saying before that. Oh, I was just saying with all the different companies you have, how do you keep everything together? Yeah, that's what I always I always think about you and know, I say, man, Ryan must have so much on his plate. I don't know how he does it. Exactly, <laughs> juggling plates over yeah. there. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of plates. You know, the the um, the businesses work together um, when they need to, but they all have their own story. Um, on, and so it's it's funny uh, for those that are you know Avengers fans. It's kind of like that storyline where each of the character has their own set of stories, their own movies. And then they come together and they kind of have this grouping where they all have their part. And so that's kind of how we built, built the businesses. Um, so because they are independent, they all have their own leadership as well. And that leadership allows me to not have to work in each one of them. Um, as I mentioned, I'm very much a generalist. I'm, I'm not specifically good at anything. I, I don't know how to pull a shot on the espresso machine. I don't know how to build a cabinet in the workshop and I certainly don't want to know how to uh, run a wedding, but, um, <laughs> right. but I'm, I'm involved in just the ability to make sure that those that are uh, leading those areas, whether they're uh, staff or whether my business partners, um, they have what they need. And that, that's something I can't, that's something that can scale. Um, yeah. So the way that we kind of structure is the group as the parent company holds kind of the keys to all the, operational side, uh, kind of back to house operations, right? So um, payroll, insurance, HR, marketing, communications, finance is all operated within that group piece. And then what that does is it allows for the specialists, some of my business partners that are really good at events or really good at design to just focus on their craft. So most of their time is going into actually implementation. Um, and so that's kind of how we split it and that's, kind of, and that's how it scales and has scaled up to this point. It's great. Perfect. I mean, you're doing 
a ton of stuff. I mean, at what point did you discover that you wanted, I mean, from an entrepreneurial business standpoint, that that's something you wanted to do and uh, pursue in your career trajectory? Yeah, I think, I think there's probably, I started off school as an engineering major and I think where I really started to feel like pigeonholed with that, like I just was too narrow. Um, especially like I mentioned as a generalist, like you kind of want it, you just have this innate desire to have your hands in everything. Cause there's nothing that you're specifically passionate about enough to just like be focused on that. And so, and then, I, and then, you know, I mean, a serious case of FOMO and just not wanting to miss out on anything cool. Um, <laughs> but I think, I think the really looking at the opportunity for impact and the way that we as a business can influence and, and shape our communities, both inside and outside the walls of our business, you know, outside the walls being all of our customers or clients inside the walls being our team, you know, the larger we are, the more opportunity we have for influence and impact. And so I see it, I see size as a, as a opportunity for, um, for that. And therefore I've looked for ways to be able to grow, um, without it being, um, tied to me as a producer. Um, you know, I, I did moniker as a side hustle for its first five years. So I wasn't even the yeah. first employee, like technical employee. I think I was right. like the sixth and that really, that really set us up as a business too, to not be built like on my shoulders. Um, and, uh, so, you know, I just try to find the best people and put them around me and, uh, yeah. and then just, empower them to work in their dreams and talents to be uh to do what they want to do yeah it sounds like because the next question we have is you know how did you create the foundation to start and it you just answered that question and then <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> yeah, thank you man <laughs> by building the team and, and that's brilliant because you know this this podcast what we want to bring to our audience is to explain how people starting a business or even in business that may be struggling with building a team or building a culture around them, you know, how people that have been successful at doing that have, what challenges did you face, Ryan, would you say in, in putting all those people around you and having, you know, the so-called specialists running kind mm -hmm. of each, each segment of the business? Yeah. Uh, man, that's a long conversation, but <laughs> I think, Cliff uh, notes. Cliff notes. <laughs> you know, there's a, uh, the realization that everyone that works for you is never going to work for you forever is a really big one. And I think what that does is it releases the pressure to um, make this person like the person. And so we've always kind of had open hands with the way that we brought people on. Um, and it's really, our team has been built very relationally. Um, I'd say most, if not all of our core staff have come through connections to other people. So those that have uh, shared mission, vision, values on a personal level right. um, will recommend an individual, let's say this person would really fit well because I understand, I believe in what you're doing. Um, but yeah, I think, I think just not putting too much um, pressure on certain people to be the end all be all for your company and, and, and really championing them over the long haul to, to do what it is that they're best at. And, and, you know, if that's not within your business, um, that's okay. Um, and so that was always like really from the, from the very beginning was, 
looking at it through that lens, I think helped to navigate the idea of, you know, if, is this what this person leaves? What if they do this or where they go here? Sure. And uh, it's just, it's just allowed us to, I think, stay really healthy and, it's actually allowed us to retain a lot of those core individuals as well, but but not everyone's going to stay. And, um, right. So that's kind of like one of the areas that we've definitely navigated through over the years. Yeah. I was going to say kind of in working with you guys, as long as I have, I noticed you have a tight knit group, you know, almost like a family, definitely a family culture and yeah. people have been there a long time. Uh, you know, the people that I work with have been with you since, since the beginning. And that definitely says something. Yeah. Why would you say those people, you, do you think they love working for you and working with you because you kind of give them the reins to have their own freedoms and kind of, you know, use their creativities to, to run their own business? Yeah, I think, I think yeah. that the hope is that they, um, they really see this idea of working for something bigger than themselves and a moniker gives them that opportunity. You know, we do have a very, family style culture here it's hard to do the family thing because sometimes people have to be let go you know and it's like their family it's it's but like we have a very internally focused very intentionally invested in culture with our team and you know my hope is that whether you're with us here for six months or whether it's here for 30 years you're a better version of yourself because of the time that you're with us and so there's we've you know we've done and continue to do like more formal training. But then we also have like a very, I think you can tell just a very intentional caring about each mm-hmm. other's success and well-being in life, not just as a business. Yeah. And so, you know, and I think we have a critical, there's also very much a critical mass of our, of our culture, right? Any, every company has culture. It's just whether or not you define it um, because otherwise it'll just be its own thing. And, negative or positive and we've we very much defined our culture but we also very much if you step into this company you'll find out very quickly that that you matter um just because of the people that are here and you'll either it'll either be really awkward for you because you were <laughs> kind of hoping that you could just like you know hide in the back corner and that's just not going to happen so if it's not the case then you know it's not the right fit but if you are looking for that you're going to love it and I think that's what has allowed people to to stay and, and has given them um, the willingness to just to still be here, you know, and, and they're bummed when they leave. So, you know, and that's really for our core team. I mean, we have a lot of younger like college kids and stuff that work as like Greece and stuff. And they just are sure. turning yeah. over a lot because they're moving yeah. away or finishing school right. or whatever. But we're really talking about like the heart of our organization. I mean, we've got besides my business partners, but we have we have multiple staff that have been here five, six, seven years. You know, we've only been around for 10. I think I've only had employees for seven years. Like, so like, you know, uh, that's, that's special. Um, and that for me is one of like the, really the key elements of, of success is seeing individuals that are willing to stick with you through thick and thin, especially right now when it's real thin. So. Yeah, I would yeah, think man. I would think you have to also attribute that to just also trust in ownership from the top down that you know ownership's doing best on their behalf, and obviously that gives them an additional confidence to I mean grow with you. Uh, I hope so. I think I think they do, and it's been you know the 
never waste a good crisis. And so we're trying to, you know, do our best with this one. And, uh, you know, I really quickly told, I mean, this is like in March, right? Like furlough round one was like, Hey guys, like, I don't know what this looks like, but our goals to be better than we were when we started Yeah, like on the back end of this. And so, um, I think laying that out and then, and then just trying to be open and as transparent as possible. It's, it's hard balance because you don't, uh, as a leader, you build yeah. trust by having transparency, but you also build trust by not telling them everything that's going on. Right. Because it, because the reality is it could scare them away or it could exactly. create anxiety yeah. or fears that they don't need to carry. Like it's not, it's not your team's responsibility to carry the things that you, it's that are yours as, as a business leader. And so it's been a very interesting balance in that. And I think hopefully that, that process has helped to, build that level of trust and and then on the back end of this you have a team that's even more bought in than they were going into it perfect yeah before ray gets to the next question i gotta say as i i'm right with you on that man like through this whole year it's been you know you just have to shoulder as a leader of the company you have to shoulder a lot of the burden and uh you want your staff to be comfortable Mm -hmm. i feel like they have a, a stable secure position and a lot of times that means we have to keep it within, you know, which is mm-hmm. it's hard. It's it super is. hard. There was a, there was an article I read years ago, maybe 15 years ago. And it was a writer from some major publication. He was in the, uh, he's in a plane with, um, I believe it was Nelson Mandela actually. And they were traveling somewhere over in South Africa and the, and the, it's like a little plane and the plane just like dropped. Right. Mm. And it was like, and the guy was freaking out when he looks over at Nelson Mandela and it's just like, he's just reading this paper, like nothing's happening. <laughs> and afterwards he, he asked him, he says like, Hey, that was he basically like, that was nuts. Weren't you scared? He's like, yeah, I was super scared. He's like, but you didn't flinch. He said, cause if I would have panicked, you would have panicked. Yeah. And so it's that idea of like, yeah, yeah, you can be afraid, but but your people are looking at you going, what's their demeanor? What's their attitude? What's their, do they have hope? Do they have purpose or direction? Or are they just like run around with their hair on fire? Cause if it is, then that's not the type of person I want to be a business with or I want to follow. So. Yeah, absolutely. Well, speaking of this crazy year, <laughs> uh, COVID-19 mm-hmm. and all the trials and tribulations businesses are enduring out there. I mean, based on your uh, um, varying businesses, I mean, what workflows and technologies have you instilled to kind of continue progress and company culture and innovation? Like, how have you held held that from from that standpoint? I think uh, I think kind of going back to some of the roots. Honestly, it hasn't really been technology that's kept us together. We're not really a technology driven business. you know, most of our team requires physical uh, interaction or to function, whether it be building furniture or serving a coffee or selling product or hosting a, you know, a, an event, which those haven't been happening, but hosting, like even just being our host at the, at the co-working space. So, yeah. So we've have had a lot more, I would say, physical presence and a lot of businesses have, but yeah. just went straight like Zoom, Slack, like explosion yeah. everywhere. It's funny, I, this is probably maybe like, maybe the 15th zoom call I've been on since pandemic. I mean, I've had friends that do that daily. Like, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, which is great. Cause I'm a way more, way more inclined for in-person stuff, but oh, for sure. So that being said, 
I think just kind of piggybacking off like my last kind of run of comments is just like going back to the roots of, of conversation and honesty and transparency with what's going on. You know, we've kept our, um, you know, our monthly, we, we like very quickly, one started communicating what was going on. We started a Slack channel uh, called better together. That was just going to be about good news in this time and just helping galvanize our, our kind of like team culture. Um, we started sending out a weekly uh, newsletter there because there was, there was some people that are work from home uh, right. and then also just kind of like scattered here and there. And so weekly newsletter, this is what's going on. Um, just like trying to find ways we still did trainings, uh, albeit virtual and some of the stuff and just kept saying, look, like one, like we want to continue to invest in you because we know that when the, that this will be over eventually. And, and we want to be, we want to hit the finish line standing up, not hit the finish line, like passed out. I mean, hitting the finish line at all right now is, is, is a very worthy and a success story, but we want to be, we want to be better at the end. And so that's been for us. I mean, we've done some kind of crazy adaptations, you know, one point when we had the, the full shutdown, we turned our coffee shop into a grocery store to stay open yeah. and kept a couple of jobs alive. And, you know, we did a couple of big like online sales for our store and there's some things like that, but we, we can't pivot, you know, we're, we're literally like in brick and mortar buildings. Like we can't just become like, Oh, we're just going to adjust and do this. It's just more of like, now we're going to hang on. <laughs> we're going to find and yeah. find ways to add a couple more inches to the end of the runway and hope that it's enough at the end of the day. So uh, that's been kind of like our experience in this one of, one of many of our experiences in this. Great. Yeah. Thank you, Ryan. Appreciate that. Yeah. What, what type of things uh, can the community, because a lot of our listeners here are uh, local. What, what types of things can the community do to support you guys for the next however long it takes to get across that bridge, which I know you and I were speaking kind of off, off the recording before, but seems like it could be getting a little bit closer than obviously we were at this time last year when we first started hearing about COVID. Um, but what types of things can the community do to support the moniker group of companies and, and your stores and your facilities? Yeah. Great. Yeah. The lowest barrier is, you know, shop coming by Monica general and doing some Christmas yeah. shopping, you know, and honestly yeah. supporting us, like just buy as much local Christmas yeah. stuff as you can. Right. Like, I mean, Amazon and Walmart is and Target will be fine. And don't yeah. get me wrong. I'm pretty sure we ordered, you know, some presents for my three year old off Amazon. She doesn't really <laughs> care too much for what we have in stock at Monica general, but yeah. Um, yeah, just find ways that you can support local. So, I mean, that's it. And you come by, grab a coffee is really, really easy way to do that. Um, you know, uh, some of the stuff we just don't have a lot of options for. I mean, we have event venues. So it's like, if yeah. you're getting engaged right now and you want to get married in a year or two, you can use our, you know, call us. There's some great venues. But, uh, yeah, you know, for now, it's it's there's some, you know, kind of practical application with Monica General. But otherwise more than anything, I'd say look for the, look around your neighborhood and find those businesses that are trying to make it to that finish line and, and go and figure out what you can do for them. That would be a huge lift for us as a company as well. Now does Moniker Commons have a full tenant? Like is everyone? We're about 50% down there actually. So okay. there's plenty of room for, for people that are looking to make that transition out of their houses and try to yeah. get to a place where they could 
be connected, but also, but not, you know, fully back in the, in an office or downsizing businesses that want to do smaller yeah. private offices with flexibility. Like we've got, a, we've got about, I think 12 available offices right now out of the, uh, about 20 something that we have. So, um, okay, good. Yeah. That's we, good to know that people can, yeah. What's the uh, URL for, uh, for people who are interested in that? Just yeah. For the coworking, it's monikercommons.com. Um, yeah. but if you go to monikergroup.com, you can get a link to any of the spots. So, um, and basic information on everything. Perfect. Cool. Uh, question we ask all our, our guests, uh, kind of, I don't know how you interpret this feel good question, I guess, comical, <laughs> away from the business side of it. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, if you weren't doing X, what other career would you be pursuing? Hmm. That's a great question. Uh, does it matter if I'm really good at it or not? Uh, no, it's passion. Nah. Cool. Well, what you, I what think, you want? I think professional golfer would be a really great yeah. career to be pursuing <laughs> right now. I think, I think I could go that route for sure. I, I'm like, you know, about 16 to 20 strokes in my handicap off from doing that. But, uh, but yeah, that sounds really lovely. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but, uh, yeah, I think probably that would be my top choice. But other than that, that's a great question. I don't, I don't know. Uh, you know, this moniker is such a deep expression of who I am as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so I would probably be building something that looks a lot similar to what I'm doing right now. Great. Great. That's awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. Ryan, what would you say your wife likes most and likes least about you? <laughs> Man, you guys are firing. <laughs> Don't worry, the next one will be the next one's easy. Don't yeah. Well, this is the last hard one. Man. Yeah. Well, fortunately, she probably isn't gonna listen to any like entrepreneur <laughs> podcasts. So um I hope that she likes most uh, what she likes most about me is how much she knows that I love her and how important that she is in my life. Um, what she likes least about me is probably all the crazy ideas that come running through my head on a regular basis and, and just trying to keep up with like, she probably has an admiration for it, but also like, there's like, Oh my gosh, <laughs> when are you going to stop? When are you going to stop coming up with new ideas? Like maybe focus on the eight that you already have in place. So, but Hey, she, she committed to life for that. So she's got to take it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. she's in it she's all in now yeah <laughs> she's all in for sure well our podcast is is, is sports themed so uh, a common question we ask is uh and you mentioned golf uh but mm-hmm. any sport or team you root for out there, well, there and was, how do you and, and how do you there, and how do you watch a, that there was a sport and a team that i rooted for since i was uh in diapers but then <laughs> oh. someone decided that they want to be greedy and they ripped yep. them out of my heart and drug yeah. into the city that I like the least. So, yeah. uh, no, we don't need to name any names there, <laughs> uh, but, but I, I did cry in 94 during the Super Bowl loss. Yeah. And I was at the stadium when they came back from Pittsburgh and I watched every game when they went, Oh, and 15 and they were beating the chiefs. Then they cut to the hanging Chad results in Florida. Mm. Our only game, we were gonna, <laughs> only game we won that year. So that's the kind of fan I was. Um, yeah, but man, the Padres have been a lot of fun. They uh, Padres yeah. were a great little uh, COVID uh, relief valve. Um, yeah. So yeah, Padres and then and then and just golf. So I think those are my two go tos right now. True San Diegan man. Yeah. To, 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 to the season tickets. We can uh, never those... eventually. Yeah. Family, <laughs> family had season tickets at the Charger games since they were at Balboa Stadium. Wow. So, what a yeah. Deep, man. Like you said, just pure green. Yeah. 
pure greed. Deep pains. Yeah. Yeah. And then we don't go, go there. Just... That's another podcast for another day. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, but yeah, man, the Padres, they have some, some good youth in that, in that yeah, club. Yeah, they do. They're going to be oh, excited so to watch. Fun. I remember bright. it has not been this fun to watch in my lifetime. So it's going to be some great moments, but these guys are different. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely got the monkey off the back by being the Cardinals, right? Mm-hmm. Starting there. Yeah. That's a good place to start. Yeah. But uh, Ryan, and uh, to our audience, you know, thank you for watching. But Ryan, you're, you're just the perfect guest for us, and we, we really appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, I really do. I think your pleasure, passion – Yeah, your passion for people, for the team that you've built, you know, for your businesses shines right through, through, through the, this video, even though we're not in person as we normally like to be. <laughs> uh, I think it's pretty evident that you, uh, you know, you hold what you do in high regard and it, it, it proves and it shows in your group and yeah, resonates. From, the, from all the years that I've been working with you guys, like it's nothing but the best. So we Thank wish you. you the best man going forward. We'll do whatever we can to support you and, uh, you know, make sure that the, the community here continues to support the monitor group of companies. And, uh, appreciate that. we thank you, man. Yeah. Thank you. Likewise. Thank you, gentlemen. Yep. It's great to have you. All right. Yep. Thank you again for watching another episode of Team Business. Ryan, thanks so much for taking the time to join us. We know this is a busy time for you and a busy time of the year, so thanks. Uh, Ray and I ask to please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Remember to listen to us across social media. And please support your local small business in 2020. Happy and healthy holidays to you, and thanks again. Thank you for watching.